Necessity is the mother of invention, and due to injuries, the Pelicans may have found their own version of the small ball death lineup. Let's take a look if it's feasible long term in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans, plus Brandon Ingram. Really good. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Thursday, we got a win. Pelicans getting a must win, a must win, 121-110 over the Portland Trailblazers and doing it in a way we probably didn't see see coming but absolutely needed to happen Brandon Ingram 40 points and a small ball lineup with Herb Jones at the five we're gonna break it all down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans and of course thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day we're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team Every day. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. So let's get into it. Pelicans closing the game in a different fashion than we were expecting. And I don't know what was the catalyst for it. Was it the fact that Jonas Valanciunas didn't play in this game? So they started Billy Hernan Gomez, who was rough defensively. Damian Lillard just going right at him in the pick and roll and torching the Pelicans for a little bit. Was that the reason why? Or was it Willie Green needing to make a change? In yesterday's show, we literally talked about how he's been really stubborn, really stubborn and unable to just do some of the things that you clearly see they need to do. And going into this game with the Portland Trailblazers being a really small team, starting Drew Eubanks at center, This is a time to try some small ball lineups out, particularly because you didn't have JV. And that's what happened. So I don't know if this was so much Willie Green being willing to adapt or just, well, you didn't have the guys that you normally would play. Either way, it doesn't matter because it worked. And after the game, Willie Green said, we've got to try Herb Jones in this spot more. That is encouraging. The small ball lineup was pretty straightforward. CJ McCollum, Najee Marshall, Brandon Ingram, uh, Trey Murphy, and Herb Jones at the five. Against a team that doesn't have a traditional power kind of center there, you can get away with something like this. And it worked. We'll get more into BI in the next segment, but 40 points from him seeing one-on-one coverages at times, not the two or three defenders all over him like he's been seeing for the past couple of weeks. It freed him up. There's switchability defensively there, too. To make up for not having a center, they went and did gang rebounding, team rebounding, swarming on the defensive glass to not give up second-chance opportunities. Part of it, I think, was the desperation that this team was feeling. That They were desperate. This is like a caged animal, right? Back to the wall. You've got to kind of lash out and fight. And that's what they did in this game. If they didn't win this game, you're going to start looking at people saying their season's over. And I'd be willing to bet it would have felt like that to them. That's why, even though it's the beginning of March, it's an absolute, this one was, an absolute must win for the Pelicans. So 
All of those factors led to them playing some of the best basketball that we've seen from them. You could argue if this small ball lineup works, that this is the most important game they're going to have this season and maybe for subsequent seasons. Because you conceivably could see this lineup working around Zion Williamson. Do you put Zion in for one of those guys? And what would it look like? CJ, B.I., Trey has to be in there, certainly Zion. And then one of Najee or Herb. And I think you can take Najee out, put Zion in there, let Herb do the five. And you still have enough shooting, CJ, B.I., and Trey. And you have Herb, who's off ball working a little bit better. And being a defensive menace, trying to get some stops, get them out and run. There's defense. There's enough skill sets offensively. And if they're going to team rebound like that, it shores you up on the glass. That's a lineup that, how, how do you stop that? If you have two, three shooters around Zion Williamson and he drives and attacks, CJ, B.I. and Trey are going to be open. And you just saw B.I. go for 40 in this game. C.J. McCollum with 24 in this one. You had Trey Murphy coming off the bench. He hit three threes. Took him a little bit to get going. Three of ten, so it's not great shooting. But making three threes is big. But also moving the ball with three assists as well. CJ with seven assists in this one. Brandon Ingram with five assists in this one as well. They can move the ball. They can keep defenses off balance. And they switch, which is what Willie Green wants to do. This is probably the future of the team in some capacity, a small ball lineup like that. Not always. The Warriors didn't do it. You know, the team that popularized the death lineup with Draymond Green at five, they didn't do it all the time. It was in small doses, and when they did break it out, it just completely blitzed opponents who just had no answer to it. So this is something that the Pelicans can close with. This is something they can use when they need to maybe go on a bit of a run. And I think this is a weapon that they really need to kind of look at and try the rest of the way. I am going to be curious if it does work against, you know, teams with good centers. Does this work against a team like the Sacramento Kings with Sabonis down low? Does it work against some of those type of teams? I don't know yet. I hope that it would. It'd be nice to see the Pelicans try and dictate certain things. So we'll find out if that's the case or not. But you also have Jackson Hayes, who played really well in this game. We'll get into him a little bit more in the next segment. And I think that maybe opens things up. If you kind of go with Jackson Hayes at the five, Herb Jones at the five, maybe somewhere in there there's Jonas Valanciunas, who it's not like they're not going to play him when he's healthy. You know, you have a solid setup there to try and build off of and find the right answer to whatever teams are throwing at you and you get to dictate things a little bit more. I'm encouraged by this. It also definitely shows again that they're going to move on from Jonas Valanciunas at the end of the season. You couldn't have done this with him out there. You couldn't do this with Billy Hernan Gomez out there. You can maybe try and do this with Larry out there, but I don't think it's as easy to do that either. So when you have the kind of shooting that you do out there, the switchability and defense from Herb that you do, it unlocks things. And I'm really excited to see this going forward. It kind of shows you what could be the future of the team and kind of gives us an idea of maybe if this works over these next 20 games or so, what their offseason might look like if we didn't already know that, which is move on from Jonas Valanciunas at this point. Not really due to him, just not working out this season in the way that you would have hoped. But other lineups work too. Willie Green pulled other right levers and played the right guys, again, out of necessity due to some injuries, but also kind of figured it 
out. And I want to get into that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans alongside how good Brandon Ingram was in this one. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel. It's the stretch run of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. There's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. If you took the Pelicans plus two and a half and Brandon Ingram to score more than 25 and a half points, you are super happy right now because both those things happen. You combine them into one bet, get even more money. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team completely free. Been telling you this team still could be good if Willie Green makes the right changes. And guess what? He did. And now for your second listen, go check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. You should be listening to Locked On NBA as is, because I'm on there every single Wednesday breaking down everything going on across the association, our national show. Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints also hosts a day of Locked On NFL. So you get a lot of NOLA representation on our big time national shows here. But today we are talking about the Pelicans beating the Portland Trailblazers 121-110. Willie Green, finally. I'm not saying he listened to yesterday's show. I'm not saying he didn't listen to yesterday's show because I can tell you the coaching staff in front office, maybe not every single day, but do listen to Locked On Pelicans. Seem to have it right in this game, and I, it's just things you love to see, right? The head coach making the right decisions, the obvious decisions at times too, which I think renewed a lot of people's faith in him after some pretty rough performances from the head coach, I think, and some baffling decisions at times. But he had it right in this game. He had kind of everything right in this game, and it was awesome. You got minutes for Kyra Lewis Jr., who, while not Scoring, He only had three points in this one, making a three. Pushed the pace and got the team in transition and got out and ran. And that was a real big deal. You also saw Dyson Daniels get some minutes in the second half where he basically locked up Damian Lillard. The Pelicans threw the right kind of looks at Damian Lillard. And we'll talk about that in defensive uh, effort from them in the next segment here. But all of this just worked. Good minutes from Jackson Hayes, letting him do his thing. You know, knowing to not play Josh Richardson too much, but give him the right kind of role. Closing with the right guys. That is exactly what we have needed to see from Willie Green, and he figured out a rotation that looked awesome in this game. He basically ran... It was nine guys, kind of nine and a half with Dyson Daniels getting some of those defensive specialist minutes in the second half. Nine and a half guys about what you want to run in the NBA, I think, in the regular season right now. This is exactly the type of rotation that you want to see from head coach Willie Green. It'll get adjusted when guys like Valanciunas, Nance, and Jose Alvarado come back. But right now, that looked 
good, and this is something that the Pelicans can try and build off of, hopefully, for a couple of more games and get you closer to Zion Williamson returning. And all of this made life easier for Brandon Ingram in a way we haven't seen in a while. And boy, did he deliver. This is what you want to see from your stars when your other star is out. Brandon Ingram with 40 points on the night. 18 of 29 shooting. That's 62.1%. The most impressive thing here is he did this by getting to the line just three times. Three times. Remember that number because I'm going to bring it up again in the next segment when we're talking about Damian Lillard. Dude just did it with like pure bucket getting. Not fouls, not getting help from the refs or anything like that. He just went out and took advantage of the space that he had because there was the right kind of lineups and shooting around him. And the Pelicans making a couple of threes, particularly in the second half, really opened things up. Part of it was also just Portland. I don't know why they weren't doubling him more. Throwing two, three guys at him more and letting him play one-on-one. But thank you, Portland. I will take it. But you also have to deliver on this. And this is what B.I. can do. The dude is a former all-star. He's great for New Orleans. And he has not been a problem at all over this kind of bad stretch run. It's been the other guys around him and the head coach doing him no favors. And you saw exactly this in this game with him going for 40. Again, to do that with only three free throw attempts is absolutely absurd. To do it with just one three-pointer made is also ridiculous, which was one that was like kind of a two that they changed to a three later and gave the Pelicans an extra point. You needed him to come through like this. Six rebounds, five assists. He was great defensively too. Two steals and being a body in the way. And just no turnovers and when you look at that the team just played so well they had six turnovers on the night zero in the second half they started going small and things just fell into place the best way you sum that up is with zero turnovers in the second half they haven't done something like that since 2008 they've done that i think three or four times in franchise history and that's it That's how right things were going for New Orleans. That's how well those lineups worked for New Orleans. No turnovers in the second half. Just real good basketball in a game that was an absolute must win. Now, Portland isn't an amazing team. And we need to see this work a little bit more going forward. I'm not ready to buy in and fully believe on Jackson Hayes just yet. But you've seen some things here that it feels like you can roll with in the next couple of games and see if they continue to work and at least give these a slightly larger sample size. Because frankly, we've also learned, as we talked about in yesterday's show, that the alternatives don't really work. And when B.I. can carry you like that, when you have C.J. hitting his shots and doing his things, 24 points on 19 shot attempts for him is good, alongside 7 assists and 7 rebounds. All of this, just what a relief to watch this. We still need to look and see if this is just kind of flash in the pan or if this is replicable, but at least it's a step in the right direction. And we saw some changes from head coach Willie Green and we saw the star player in Brain Ingram do his thing and elevate even more. That's a good recipe to get a win and kind of get that monkey off your back a little bit. But let's look at the defense. We've focused on the offense a lot. Defensively, Despite Damian Lillard scoring 41 points, I really liked what we saw from them. And this is also on head coach Willie Green. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. 
And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all completely free. No one else coming to you like this. No days between shows, weeks between shows. We're here every single day talking about this team, breaking down the small ball lineup, whether it will work going forward, how you put Zion into all of that. And now we're going to look at the defense. For your second listen, by the way, go check out Locked On Saints. QB situation still up in the air for the black and gold. What are they going to do? They really need to do something. Host Ross Jackson, good friend of mine, breaking down everything New Orleans Saints over at the Locked on Saints podcast. Make sure they're your second listen to making Locked on Pelicans here your first listen. So would you really believe me if I told you the Pelicans played good defense on Damian Lillard and he still dropped 41 points? Maybe, maybe not. I think they did. I think they did. You saw a little bit of growth and adjustment from Willie Green in a way that we don't always see here. You see me smiling if you're watching on YouTube because to say they played good defense on a dude who scored 41 points is pretty ridiculous. And then you forget that less than a week ago, he scored over 70. This is an elite score. And even when the Pelicans were throwing good defense at him, dude beat it. And sometimes that just happens and there's not a whole lot you can do. But 41 points, while good, he had to go to the line 16 times to be able to get that. Remember what I said about Brandon Ingram, 40 points and just three free throws made. Damian Lillard was getting a lot of love from the refs and look, deservedly so. There were a lot of fouls on him. Some were a little touch fouls that boosted him up a little bit. Just saying it that way. So when you kind of compare the two, yeah, Lillard's still kind of doing his thing, but it's still a bit of an off night. He had zero assists in this one because maybe he felt like he couldn't trust his teammates at times, even though Jeremy Grant had 28 points in this. But whatever it is, it was working. What the Pelicans tried to do was double team him. And how often have we lamented that the Pelicans don't double team or force the ball out of the hands of the opponent's star player? Jokic really comes to mind with with this among some other players that we've seen, Luka Doncic being one as well. Here, they didn't want Damian Lillard to beat them. They wanted it to be anybody else. So they threw doubles at him. They forced him to try and split those double teams and just do his thing. And to his credit, he's really good and can do that. Really good and can do that. But they also made his life harder. He was two of nine from three. Wasn't burning them that way. The way he scored was splitting double teams, getting in the lane, and then attacking the basket. When you play a little bit smaller, like that's going to happen. But that's where the switchability really comes into play. And it felt like they frustrated him. You know, this dude is an elite scorer in the NBA. You don't really slow down Damian Lillard ever, especially not when he's kind of on the stretch that he's on right now. So to do what they did and still get the win and not have him... You know, it would have taken 60 from him in this one. And to not have him be the most efficient player, I think, despite the free throws coming into play, was really good. In games past, it seems like, or in a week ago if they were playing, it seemed like maybe Willie Green would have just let him shoot all the threes he wanted and he would have made them, and they would have played him one-on-one, and it would have been an even easier night for him. And that's not what they did. They did their best to make his life hard, and he wasn't able to do enough to get the Pelican or to beat the Pelicans and to get the Blazers the win. You saw him play the night before, and you saw the Golden State Warriors come back from being down by over 20 by basically double teaming him at times. The blueprint was out on him from literally the game before, and the Pelicans did a lot of similar things there, and I liked that. 
you know, Jackson Hayes being able to kind of move in space was great. And I wonder if they didn't play Billy Hernan Gomez as many minutes as they did and let Damian Lillard just straight up hunt him at times. Could this have even been a bigger win for the Pelicans? And I think the answer is yes. But this defensive strategy of doubling Damian Lillard also does speak to Willie Green and kind of changing his mindset, being less stubborn, not wanting the team to lose because of just him being inflexible. So to go with stranger, weirder, more out there, small ball lineups to double the best player on the opponent's team, all of those things, sign me up for that version of Willie Green. He is a great motivator, can get these guys ready, really does speak to them, even if they were losing and there seemed to be a little bit of discontent there. But to start to figure it out and then stick with that closing lineup, right? He didn't put Jackson Hayes back in in the fourth quarter like that. He didn't go back to Billy Hernan Gomez. He realized what was happening. Thank you. Like, thank you. That's exactly what this team needed. He delivered on that. They don't win. This game, even with B.I. scoring 40, and B.I. probably doesn't even score 40 if they play like they did and kind of went with the same strict, rigid structure that they did previously, like they did against Orlando. So this seemed to show, I don't want to call it growth from Willie Green. I'm not ready to say that, but a change, a different approach, the right kind of adjustments. That's what we've been waiting to see from him. We saw it in this game. Pelicans get a much needed win off that slide a little bit we can breathe slightly even though there's two more tough west coast games coming up uh you know again but oh it was good to finally win and smile and be happy again so i hope you're happy listening to locked on pelicans even though that's going to do it for this episode of locked on pelicans as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter and i'll be back with y'all tomorrow to talk more pels